Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The pride, passion, and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, our one podcast. This might be college football, heaven. And we begin this Friday an eventful week, one that saw the GOAT step down, and we may have a new coach at the University of Alabama. Breaking news as we begin the program here today. Is it the Washington coach, Kalen DeBoer? He was just in the national championship the other night getting blown out by Michigan. He is on the verge of becoming the next Alabama head coach, replacing Nick Saban. Who is he? Some of you may be asking. He's 49 years old from South Dakota. Played football, baseball, played a lot of things at Sioux Falls. He's been at Washington a couple of years. Before that, he was the Fresno State head coach. Indiana offensive coordinator where he met Michael Penix. That paid off. He's also been at uh, Eastern Michigan, won a number of national championships in a different division, but uh, he is likely to become the new Alabama coach. We'll we'll get you the uh, official announcement as soon as it becomes available. A lot happening here on a Friday afternoon. Uh, We want to also talk to a number of guests, including our next guest, who uh, some considered a possibility to be the next head coach at Alabama as well. Mike Loxley, the uh, former offensive coordinator who many credit uh, with the changing tides of the Tide offense, a great recruiter, and he also put a beat beat down on Auburn. And, Coach, we're not happy about that. We're Auburn fans here. Why did you do that? Good afternoon. You know, somebody had to win, Paul. What's going on, man? Good to see you again. (laughs) Thank you very much. Uh, Congratulations on the season and uh, a most impressive uh, win uh, up in Nashville a couple of weeks ago. I know you, you've been busy. This is recruiting time. Uh, so what, what, what is, that, is that exactly what's, what's happening this time of the year, not only dealing with your own players, but trying to get a few more? Yeah, no doubt. The, the window opened today. First opportunity to be back on the road uh, since the Christmas holiday and uh, the holiday season and, and been here local, man, trying to, to keep to keep building this wall around the DMV and keep some of these players from from heading out of this area to go to places like Alabama and Washington. Well, let me get to uh, Coach Saban. I know how much he th- thinks of you. Uh, we talked about him once uh, in the middle of uh, the George Floyd situation, how he helped you uh, get what, you're, what, you're, what you've been doing outside of your coaching duties at Maryland. But when you heard that news, I, I think we're all particularly interested in what started going through your mind, Coach. Yeah, it, it was it was definitely surprising because because of the work I do with the coalition and coach being on the board uh, has been a really active board member um, with the job opportunities that were opening up throughout the country. You know, he's a guy that has plays a, played a role in uh, with the coalition and coming up with candidates of, of of color or minority candidates that have the ability to coach. But the day before it happened, I literally had a phone call with him and he'd been interviewing some some coaches and and had called and maybe wanted to ask and talk about a couple of the coaches. And, you know, I assume it was status quo. And then, you know, at 
4.05, I get my phone start blowing up and it's Coach Saban just retired. And I'm like, what? Uh, and then I talked to him yesterday and I said, Coach, come on now. Uh, the day before you were you're working and he told me up to 355 he was the Alabama coach and when he walked into the team meeting he decided that it was time and and no surprise in Nick Saban fashion he did it the way he he chose to do it coach I'm, I'm curious about that because uh, I mean we had heard the same thing we haven't talked to him like you have but uh, do you I mean obviously it's something that has been building but do you think he was on the on the fence uh, what what do you think pushed him over I, I, I personally don't think he was on the fence. I mean, our conversation the day before it happened, I, I would have not had any thought in my mind that, that I would be hearing the news that I heard the next day. But as a, a college coach in this landscape, uh, whether it's football or you look at some of the basketball coaches that, that have gotten out of the game, uh, this NIL, this transfer portal, this lack of direction in terms of how to maybe control it or, or, or create some boundaries to it, uh, has been very frustrating and trying for anybody that sits in the seats that, that we sit in today. And I can tell you, I mean, he has the energy, he has the, you know, the ability to continue to, to, to make the right decisions. But I can tell you that two weeks after my last game, I, I, I was a little frustrated with the landscape of where we are because it is a tough, tough landscape right now, managing a roster, uh, managing scholarships, uh, Players understanding the responsibilities uh, that NIL, you know, every player. I, I think the magic number for NIL is $100,000 too, Paul, because everybody wants $100,000. And um, I think coming out of, you know, two weeks of going through that for any of us that sat in this chair, it's been trying time for for college football with the way the landscape is, is shaping up. And, and speaking of that, uh, everybody's got a proposal and everybody's got a plan and the new NCAA president you know, said what he did a couple of weeks ago, and I've already heard a million people shooting it down and working on their own plans. Uh, can, I mean, it's a great sport. We love it. We just had an amazing playoff, an amazing uh, season, and I know you were part of that. Um, but what's the answer, assuming there is one? You know, again, there's there's a lot of different ways, but you know what? We have gravitated. We've moved this college game, the amateur game of it, uh, the greatest team sport in all sports, and now we've kind of individualized it. My personal opinion is, if we're going to pay players and we're going to do this, let's make it. Let's let's become an NFL type uh, conference or an NFL type uh, college football landscape and create salary caps for every team that are, are part of the the group of teams that can can manage it. Uh, you know, we just signed a blockbuster TV deal with the, you know, with Fox and, and, and NBC at the Big Ten did, you know, give every team the same amount of money and let us all create some parity and, and, and let's go play. Coach, let me uh, contracts. You got to get some contracts involved, though, because right now the the the. the you know, the players have the ability They have they're getting the money. They have the ability to leave. They have the ability to come. And, you know, I think, you know, as coaches, we have contracts. I think it's only right that if we're going to pay players and they have the ability and I'm all for it, I, I, I'm not crying or complaining about paying them. I just wish that, you know, I, I had the type of money that would allow me to compete uh, to, to win championships. And we're working hard here to to get that. But I mean, it's taken some time and we've got to create some guardrails with it. We're talking to Coach Michael Oxley, who was uh, part of the uh, Alabama National Championship season in 2017 as the uh, co-offensive coordinator. A lot of people I know in Alabama still credit you for 
for, for leaving a, a great deal behind uh, at that program, and I know Coach Saban does. I would like to ask you about your work, though, because it's so important uh, how, how involved you are in minority candidates, and I'll let you answer the question, but we, we see a job at Alabama, obviously, uh, being likely filled by, by Kaylin DeBoer. We see so many, we see all these coaches getting raises. Um, where are we right now, and where you, where is your organization right now in helping uh, coaches uh, get recognized and get good jobs? Yeah, the National Coalition of Minority Football Coaches are still here uh, fighting the fight. Um, you know, we, we have to be the sounding board for minority coaches. Uh, we, we have to, again, we're not here to tell people who to hire. Um, I've said that and I'll continue to say it. But we do want to shine a light on the minority coaches that have the ability to lead programs like Alabama. And, um, you know, if we can, we, we've we've continued to make small strides and, you know, we're going to keep fighting. And if we get one minority the opportunity, uh, you see what happened up in New England, a minority guy got an opportunity to lead the, the New England Patriots. So if we get one or two and, and we just keep supporting, you know, the minority coaches and shining a light by preparing them, uh, promoting the great jobs that minority coaches are doing throughout the country and then producing them. And uh, we just got to keep fighting the fight, but it's not even close to, to having an opportunity to win it yet, but we're going to keep fighting it, Paul. Coach, before you go, and I, I, I would never infringe on the confidentiality of your, your call yesterday with Nick Saban. Uh, it's pretty obvious he's going into television and, but and I, I can speak a little bit about being intelligent. You better watch out, Paul. He's yeah. coming for you. Man. I know. And I'm, I'm, it, little known secret. It's not that satisfying. Uh, and, and I just wonder, uh, for Coach Saban, you know his competitive spirits better than anyone. That's not going to fill that void of competition that you know he wants. What, what, what else do you see him doing other than uh, dabbling in business and television and who knows what else? Well, I hope he one continues to to be a tremendous asset to the board that we created. I can tell you, he is a very active member of the coalition. Uh, part of his legacy, you know, was helping a guy like Mike Loxley, who you know failed early as a young assistant. Um, you know, he helped me rebrand myself and my career to where I'm sitting here leading the the dream program I had growing up. I grew up a, a guy that rooted and loved the Maryland Terrapins, and because of the time I was able to spend in Tuscaloosa with Nick. And the program there, it uh, allowed me to rebrand myself to to get my dream job. So I'm hoping we can get a few more, uh, a little more help from him with the coalition. I know that he and Miss Terry do a tremendous job in the Tuscaloosa area uh, with his Next Kids Foundation. And uh, I can tell you that he loves Alabama and he'll continue to, I would say, be a sounding board for whoever uh, becomes the next head coach because uh, part of his legacy is leaving it in the right uh, right way or leaving it the right way so that the next person in has an opportunity to continue the the tremendous uh, tradition that he's created and tremendous standard that he's created there in Tuscaloosa. Something tells me too, Coach, you're going to see him at one of your games this fall when he's got a little more time, and that would be, a, I know, a big treat for you. Uh, it'd be great to get him up here in the most powerful city in the world. Congratulations on the season and uh, the huge win over Auburn, I'll say that quietly so our Auburn audience doesn't get too upset with you. Uh, but uh, it, it's such a pleasure to talk to you again. You're such an inspiration to all of us. And uh, be well, and we hope to catch up again soon. No doubt, Paul. Good seeing you, buddy. Mike Loxley, just an absolutely fantastic coach.
at the University of Maryland. We will take a break, come back, and uh, we, we expect uh, the news on the board to be official sometime here very soon, but it's all signs are pointing toward Alabama on the verge of landing Kalen DeBoer from the University of Washington. We will uh, continue to update you when we have more information, but that's where it seems to be heading right now. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and entirely online. Just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free. No insurance needed. So what are you waiting for? Join the hundreds of thousands of trusted HIMSS subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at HIMSS.com slash Paul. That's H-I-M-S.com slash Paul for your personalized ED treatment options. HIMSS.com slash Paul. Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Okay, Alabama hiring... Uh DeBoer is not the only story making there. How about Cadillac Williams out at Auburn? So is Zach Etheridge. Uh, a lot of chirping about what exactly is going down with Hugh Freeze's program. It seems to be in a state of chaos uh, since the uh, Maryland disaster. Charles Kelly returns, co-defensive coordinator. Good recruiter. Alabama already losing a few players. How about uh, Bond? Isaiah Bond is in the portal. You may remember him from the Auburn game. Steve, Sark- uh, Steve Sarkeesian and Mike Norvell committing after uh, Jimmy Sexton threatened to take Norvell to Alabama. A lot of people thought Norvell last night might be the guy. Sark's just getting started with a raise. Is is there some commonality between all this? Anyway, uh, more. uh, So here's what we know right now. Uh, We are at uh, 319 Eastern time at 430 Eastern time. The University of Washington will have a team meeting, but it is uh, it is as close to official as it can get that Kalen DeBoer is going to be the next Alabama head football coach. Uh, DeBoer, De, according to ESPN, De, DeBoer has informed Washington officials he is taking the Alabama job and will tell his team 
in, in a matter of about an hour and 10 minutes. So the only thing that has not happened at this point is the school making it official, but we can tell you as close to official as it is that Kaylin DeBoer is going to replace Nick Saban, maybe succeed Nick Saban might be the better word, uh, at the University of Alabama. So let's, uh, again, we uh, gave you DeBoer's background. He has been a very successful head coach, but not uh, in this part of the country. Others have come into the SEC, such as Urban Meyer and Nick Saban, and been very successful, but the recruiting wars right now are more ferocious than they have ever been before. Uh, and uh, this will be a, a different situation for DeBoer at Alabama than it has been uh, for anyone else because of the current situation. But this is where we are. And uh, we think it will be made official uh, before we go off the air. But uh, for the time being, it is about as close to official as it can get. Kalen DeBoer is going to be the next Alabama head football coach. Let's get some reaction. And uh, Adira is up next from Florida. Good afternoon. Hi. Good afternoon, Paul. How are you? We are doing great. Thank you. Awesome. So, yes, yeah, just to kind of pick up on what you said, I'm actually excited about this hire with Kaylin DeBoer. Um, a lot of people did think that it was going to be Dan Lanning from Oregon or Mike Norvell from Florida State. Um, a lot of Alabama fans right now um, are not happy that Kaylin DeBoer but I had to pick back on Kalen DeBoer is very successful. I mean, look at what he did at Washington for his record to be 25 and three. He's 104 and 12 when it comes to his coaching record. So I do believe that I believe Nick Saban and Greg Byron did do a great job in hiring Kalen DeBoer. I think he's going to be a great replacement. And with Nick Saban still. Thank, thanks very much. Let me go over his bio again. Appreciate that call. Uh, he's been a head coach two places, Washington and Fresno State. Well, actually, that's not true. He uh, he was a head coach in a in, in uh, was it NAIA or or yeah, he won a number of national championships at Sioux Falls. Uh, exactly what that means, I, I really don't know. Uh, Lance Leipold has a fairly similar background, uh, but the, the real question is going to be what, how quickly he can. He can preserve the players on the team. He's already lost one key player today. Can he recruit at the same level uh, that Alabama has in recent years? That is a, that's a question nobody has the answer to right now. Elliot is up next in Ohio. Hello, Elliot. Hey, Paul. I just wanted to say I started calling you five years ago when Purdue beat the Ohio State Buckeyes and they didn't get into the playoffs. And I've kind of been calling you ever since then and rooting for the Big Ten, rooting for the Buckeyes. But I can tell you, that through this process, I didn't know much about the SEC. I didn't know much about Alabama. Um, my wife and I have watched every game in those four years, and Nick Saban, it's absolutely the GOAT. It's been thrilling. Um, some of the best football I've ever watched, and uh, just wanted to give um, kudos and, and homage to Nick as he, as he moves on. Well, thank you very much. J.K. is up next. Good afternoon. What, what's going on, Fireball? Hello. Man, I'm going to try not to get uh, hung up on the date for giving my opinion, but I'm going to give my opinion anyway. Uh, Bama fans, Nick is not dead. He just retired. And as I tried to get my point across yesterday, I'm going to try to get it in again today. And I didn't hear an argument against the guest that you just had about 
coaches. Now, they just replaced Nick, and Caleb Downs is in the portal. Blackshear is in the portal. Isaiah Bond is in the portal. Roy Dale, the running back, he's in the portal, in the portal, and the offensive lineman. What is he going to have, have down there to coach with? Offensive stars are gone. The defensive stars are gone. But this is what I wanted to say, and I'm going to let you guys go and let some of the people get in. We're in the second century, meaning 100 years in a century, of college football, and every time a position comes open at Alabama for the head football coach, mysteriously, there are no qualified black candidates. And a, a qualified black coach never gets that job. And it's just a question. This doesn't have anything to do with being racist, racism, or none of that. This is a question that I want to get answered by somebody, anybody. Well, J.K., I, I, I will offer this to you because the audience can back me up. I, I heavily supported in 2003 the hiring of Sylvester Croon. They ended up hiring I did Mike, too. Mike Shula, which was an unmitigated disaster. Uh, and, and at the time, I, I, I sense Alabama wasn't ready for it. They clearly are ready for it now. But uh, it's also apparent that, that this is where Greg Byrne landed, and, and good for him. Hey, Paul, let me ask you this before I go. If they're really looking for a recruiter and a coach that could motivate and get the best players to come, why not Deion Sanders? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a legitimate question, J.K. I don't, I don't know the answer to it. Thank you for the call. Dwayne is up next. Good afternoon. Yeah, how you doing, Paul? Bye, Alabama. Y'all history. Ain't no more. It's gone. That, that coach I got coming down there, he ain't going to recruit like that man just left that. He ain't, ain't going to – them boys ain't going to stay there for him. They, they, they leaving. They are leaving. And, hey, and, and, and the summertime didn't get here yet. He's going to lose all his recruiters. What'd you say, Paul? Well, the answer is I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I, know every, I, I know everything about uh, Coach DeBoer, but whether he can recruit in, 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 the, most, and uh, in the most difficult and, places and he, in the country and, to recruit. And he come from North Dakota? He's from South Dakota. So, oh, he had Carson Wentz. That's quarterback. No, no, I think you're uh, – I, I, the Bison. The Bison. Yeah, the Bison. No, he coached at Sioux Falls. He didn't coach oh, at North right. Dakota so the Bison, State. Uh, the, yeah, the Bison won another uh, championship. I know that. Okay, Dwayne, I hate to run. We have a lot of breaking news, and when we come back, uh, we may have even more breaking news. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, 
visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Kalen DeBoer has agreed to a deal to replace Nick Saban. Uh, of course, he led Washington to a Pac-12 championship and made it to the title game before getting blown out by the University of Michigan. Mark Slabaugh first had uh, news of this about an hour ago, and Mark joins us now. Mark Slabaugh from ESPN. Mark, thank you very, very much. Always great to uh, talk to you. So what do we know at this hour, and how did Alabama land on Kalen DeBoer? Paul, I think he's the guy they zeroed in on from the beginning. I think once it was clear that, you know, Nick, Nick's top protégés like Kirby Smart or Steve Sarkeesian were going to move, make a move that uh, it, it came down to Norvell and Kalen DeBoer, and they met with Kalen DeBoer uh, earlier today, hammered out the details. I know that Washington made a really strong push to try to keep him a contract north of $9 million, more than doubling what he was making this year. Um, you know, I think that it's, he's told Washington officials he's taking the Alabama job. He's supposed to meet with his players here in a couple hours in Seattle. would assume he's introduced uh, as Alabama's coach here in the next couple of days. But, yeah, the deal is, deal is done. Uh, it was interesting because it, for a while, Alabama fans were getting very jittery because one after another, starting with Lanning and then – we saw Sarkeesian and today Norvell. Uh, one person told me that they really like Norvell, and then some things started popping up on his radar screen. Uh, you said you said they zeroed in on DeBoer early on, but it, but how do how did all these other guys manufacture new deals if that was the case? They have a very crafty agent, Paul. Um, and I, at some point, these schools are going to figure it out, but. Uh, no, I mean, look, it, it, it was gonna, it was going to take a, a different kind of guy and a confident guy to step into that job. I mean, it, it's look, it's like I wrote, it's it, it's the best job in college football, one of the best jobs in college football. But right now, it's the hardest job in college football because you're replacing the greatest of all time. And if you're Steve Sarkeesian and you just took Texas to the college football playoff, and you're in Austin and you're at a hot recruiting hotbed like the state of Texas, why would you leave to go replace? Nick Saban, and then try to fill those shoes. Same thing for, you know, Kirby Smart at Georgia, who won two national championships. Um, so those guys were going to be eliminated. I know a lot of people in Tuscaloosa wanted Alabama to hire Lane Kiffin, but that was never going to happen with the way it ended the last time. I love Lane, but he was fired the Monday before a national championship game. Um, yeah, uh, hold on a second, happen. Mark. Let me, let me ask you about that, because I, I've heard a lot of people from Alabama say similar things, and Lane tweets all this stuff, but – he was fired in, what, uh, 2016. Uh, there's no doubt Lane Kiffin is a different person today. Why wasn't he considered? 
I think it's for the reason I just told you. Look, I like Lane. I do think well, Lane. No, no, Mark, Mark, whether you like him or not yeah. is irrelevant. But but uh, but my point right. again is he was fired seven years ago, and I think he's put up a pretty good track record at Ole Miss. Uh, I'm, I'm just trying to understand. I'm, I'm not blaming you. You're not making the decision. I'm just trying to get a better clarification on what why something that happened six years ago or seven years ago is still a factor today. He was fired the Monday before a national championship game. Oh, but Mark, Paul. I remember that. that I, I, I'm just trying yeah. to understand a little more context. I mean, think, just think about it. I mean, you're getting ready to play for a national championship. You're not at work when you're supposed to be, and then they're forced to bring in Steve Sarkeesian off the bench. Okay. I mean, that's just, so you're, you know. So you're, I, say, you're I mean, saying you're that, just, that doomed yeah. Lane Kiffin, even though many people believe when Lane turned down Auburn last year, he would eventually replace Nick Saban. Those people were obviously not talking to Greg Byrne, though. Right. Nah, I mean, look, I mean, I've, I've been listening to your show waiting in the carpool line to pick my son up from high school, and people just got to give DeBoer a chance. I mean, I, I've been wrong before, certainly, about whether or not a guy is going to succeed at a, at a place, but I get that he's not hes not from the South. He's from South Dakota, but he's not from the SEC. He hasn't coached in the SEC, but the guy's a hell of a football coach. He's been a head coach for nine years. He's lost 12 games. I know a lot of that. Was it at the NAIA level? But um, tremendous football coach, tremendous offensive mind. I think it's going to be interesting to see whether or not he brings Ryan Grubb, his offensive coordinator, with him, or if Washington tries to keep Grubb and makes him the head coach. He's going to have to get some recruiters. You know, he'll have to get a good defensive coordinator. Um, but I mean, there's you know, there's no guarantee. But there was look, there's no guarantee if Kirby Smart steps in there that he equals what Nick Saban did. I mean, there's only one guy who's done that. Um, so it's, it's going to be tough for anybody, but um, I, th- I think the board, I think he's got a, I think he's got a pretty good chance. Good deal, Mark. Thank you very, very much. Mark Schlebaugh joining us uh, talking about uh, the hiring of, of DeBoer. And I want to go back to something that Mark said a minute ago about the firing of Lane Kiffin. Uh, that was well-documented. It's also important to remember that Alabama lost that game that next uh, Monday night against Clemson had somehow Blaine Kiffin remained there for that game. Blaine Kiffin and others were convinced they would have won the game, came down to the final play of the game. So uh, Nick Saban very well may have had eight national championships had he not fired Lane Kiffin, which apparently is, is according to Schleybaugh, is the reason that Lane Kiffin is not being hired today. Let's take a break, more to come, more of your reaction right here on a Friday afternoon. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We are back, and uh, let's check in with Kevin, who is up next in New York. Hello, Kevin. 
Hey, what's up, Paul? So yeah, I got a, you know, I think this is a great hire for Bama here. You know, breaks the historical SEC ties. But you know, obviously the big question is, can you recruit defense in the SEC? But I got, I got a good scenario for you here. It's, I feel like it's a win-win for Alabama because you know either things work out with DeBoer's or, you know, I always thought Lane was the rightful heir to this to to the Alabama dynasty. So if things don't work out, you don't want to be the guy that you know, follows the legend. You want to be got the guy that follows the guy who follows the legend. So I think things could work out pretty well for Lane here. Uh, so I, I don't know if Milrow's the quarterback with DeBoer's next year, but but I'll, I'll let you get your opinion on that. Thank you very much. Uh, good to hear from you. Uh, let's talk to Mike next. Uh, hello, Mike. Hey, Paul. This is a quick question. How about Tommy Reese? How come he didn't have an opportunity to be head coach since he's already in the uh, with the, uh, the team and with his experience, that's just just my opinion. Thanks a lot, man. First time caller, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Uh, good to hear from you. Uh, Charles is up next in Houston. Uh, hello, Charles. Thank you for calling. Hello, Paul. Um, I had an idea, but I think I'm a little late with it. Um, before this most recent news. Uh, my suggestion was uh, you make Tommy Reese the head coach. You make uh, Robinson the defensive coordinator. And then you offer Nick Saban a consultant deal as coach emeritus. He wouldn't be an on-field coach. Charles, Charles I, don't, I don't need to tell you what a bad idea that is. Oh, <laughs> you don't you don't like it, huh? No, I mean, uh, if Nick Saban's going to be the consultant, he just might as well remain the head coach. Well, yeah, he said the grind was getting a bit to be a bit much for him. Well, I, I heard that. The, but is, the one thing uh, that never works is when, is when the old guy hangs around and and offers his opinion. It just doesn't work. I, I, I've seen it a million times. And I don't know what Coach Saban has in store other than uh, being on game day and, and doing TV and selling cars or whatever he does in his business world. But you either remain as head coach or you go. You don't do it halfway. Do you agree? I mean, how many times have you, you seen some guy, oh, I'll come in three days a week. <laughs> it, it doesn't work. I tried to get this. I tried to talk they, my guys into three days a week here, and they, 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 would, they said, we'd prefer you not coming in at all. <laughs> so uh, Curtis is up next in Chattanooga. Hey, Paul, how you doing? Thanks for Curtis, taking my call. Curtis, great. Thank you. Hey, Paul, um, first of all, you know, I'm not an Alabama fan, but I want to tip my hat to Coach Saban, which him and Miss Terry are the very best in, a, in his retirement. And, uh, and, who, and I want to say congratulations to Jared Mayo from Tennessee. They got the head coaching job in New England. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, and uh, Paul, I will remember my first game seeing Nick. I'm gonna miss Nick coaching on the sideline when when he played Tennessee. Uh, my first game was the uh, coded block uh, at at, at Bryant Denny. Was the first time I seen him coach from the sideline. And my second one was uh, well, you know, this past year where he where he beat us in Tuscaloosa. But uh, I have, uh, you know, he, he's the goat, and I wish him the best. Thank you very much. By the way, this is not the first time Alabama has hired a coach from the state of Washington. Uh, they're hiring the, the University of Washington head coach in 
let's see, what year was it? 2003. Late, late, late 2002, early 2003, the University of Alabama hired the head football coach at Washington State U University. University of, is it Washington State University? Yeah, Wazoo. Washington State University, Mike Price. He never made it to his first game, got fired for uh, an off the uh, field scandal. CJ is up next in Washington. Hello, CJ. Hey, what's going on, Paul? All good here. Hey, first first order of business for that caller, Dwayne, know your role and shut your mouth. Uh, going into uh, my question, Paul, you got um, coaches like defensive lineman Freddie Roach, which is an outstanding, phenomenal recruiter. Then you got strength and action coach uh, David Balu. I mean, wouldn't it be wise for Kevin to come in and keep those people on his staff for the Alabama culture? Um, that's one question. Second question is, if he gets there and he starts talking to his players, which they have to do to meet the players, and then a couple of days later you see a, just a big volume of transfer portal, is jumping into the portal. Um, isn't that a sign of bad news? And what would you say uh, be the destination of the Crimson Tide? Well, I think what you said is interesting. Here's the problem: uh, you can't you can't do a paint by numbers coaching staff. This guy's a successful head coach. You heard Schlebaugh say a minute ago he's only lost nine games or twelve games or whatever Schlebaugh said. He has to choose his own staff. He has a he has an offensive coordinator that Nick Saban wanted a year ago. So that guy either comes with him or he stays and becomes the head coach. Let's continue with more phone calls. How, how about Dominique in Montgomery, Alabama? Hey, how you doing, Paul? I feel like Alabama just hired Harson 2.0. Alabama's been the standard of college football for the last 17 years. You're talking about a man that came in and only year two went 12-0 and 0 facing Tim Tebow and turned around and got revenge. That's been a standard that's been set. You telling me Kalen DeBoer is going to come in from eastern Michigan and Fresno State and come in and bring that same impact that Alabama fans used to? I promise you. But if he don't make that playoff next year with the 12 teams, even if he does, if he doesn't make it close enough to the standard, these fans and these boozers are not going to allow it. This is the high that's only going to last 18 months, Paul. I'm telling you. Alabama fans don't have the kind of patience to deal with somebody like Kalen DeBoer. They were mad because they couldn't get the top dog, so they just dealing with the next best option. And I'm an Auburn fan, but I respect Nick Saban. Oh, it's going to be glorious. I can't wait. Y'all feel like us not. If we can't go, y'all can't go. But we coming. Thank you very much, Dominic. <laughs> Stephen is up next in South Carolina. Hello, Stephen. Uh, Paul, before I quickly move to the transition in Alabama, about this time last week we were talking about Howell Range and his new book. Right. I'm usually tight with my money, but I, I looked at it and I had to get it. It is phenomenal. I'm calling all my family in North Alabama, even call Lowell Barron to tell him to get a copy. Uh, oh, he'd like great. that. Uh, yeah, here's the deal. Uh, well, it's a done deal now, but I, had, uh, I could have saved the world. Uh, I don't know if it worked or not, but think about this. 
what if Pete Carroll and Belichick had come as a team uh, with their buddy? Uh, I mean, I, I think the five-star recruits would have stampeded to Tuscaloosa, and it had almost uh, ran uh, automatically. But that didn't happen. Interesting, uh, interesting reminder about Lane Kiffin and losing that game to Clemson. But if it hadn't gone down that way, then where would Hunter Renfro be? But enjoy the show. Appreciate it. Yeah, and, and by the way, uh, you know, Schleybaugh, I, I didn't mean to upset, upset Schleybaugh there a minute ago, but I, I, just, I just find something that happened in 2016 a very uh, convenient excuse for not hiring somebody. It, it reminds me a little bit of 1987 when Alabama could have hired Bobby Bowden instead hired Bill Curry and a board of trustee member told me that night that they felt Bobby Bowden had too much baggage and was too old. And for the next 15 years, Bobby Bowden won two national championships and never finished outside the top four. Trey is up next in Tuscaloosa. Hello, Trey. Hey, Paul, I'd just like to address JK real quick if I could. First of all, Paul, Dion hasn't done enough in D1 to get the job at Alabama. He went four and eight at that school, and and they got blown out at times. And you know what else, Paul? There are so many other more qualified coaches right now, coaches of color than Dion, that should get a shot at a job somewhere. But he also forgot Dion lost a six and five North Carolina Central two years in a row for that championship that they play for. So there's a few reasons why Dion didn't get it asked for the job. But I will ask JK a question, and I hope he'll answer it tomorrow. How come Miami didn't hire Dion back in 2022 when they were looking for a coach? Anyway, I'm glad who we got, Paul. I'm excited for the guy. I hope the fans get behind him because uh, that's what he's going to need. Thank you, Paul. And we are back right after this. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show Podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 